The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not contain or constitute and should not be interpreted as any form of medical advice or opinion. You should always seek the advice of your healthcare provider about any questions or concerns that you may have. Hello everyone, my name is Juliana Aikin. I'm the host of the Unfiltered podcast and a co-founder of Unfiltered. Today I'm interviewing Luciana Gerard. She's a registered counselor and narcissistic abuse specialist, and she will guide us through all the steps necessary to emotionally detach from a narcissist. Drawing from her personal experience of narcissistic abuse in relationships with parents, siblings, partners, and friends, along with her extensive study of academic research on narcissism, she's well equipped to help us navigate this journey of emotional detachment. Oh, so we have covered a lot of ground so far, so let's take a quick trip down memory lane. So in step one of this series, we examined what we crave in relationships with narcissists and looked at ways to fulfill these needs ourselves. Step two took us through the telltale signs of a narcissist. We dived into the trauma triangle concept and its role in interactions with the narcissist in step three. Step four focused on the hard truth. We cannot change the narcissistic individual. In step five, we explored the process of building ourselves up. Step six concentrated on the essential practice of setting boundaries. In step seven, we exposed the hooks narcissistic individuals use to pull us back into relationships and interactions with them for their own benefit. In step eight, Luciana took us through the power games and strategies narcissists often utilize to dominate relationship dynamics. In step nine, we talked about the importance of observing the behaviors of a narcissist from a distance. So today we have finally arrived at step 10. What do you think this final step could be? I wish I had some kind of drums here, but maybe I can do a hand hand drum roll. We have finally reached step 10, which is breadcrumbing and hoovering. So together with the previous steps, this final one will better arm us to emotionally detach from those displaying narcissistic traits. Since today's episode zeroes in on breadcrumbing and hoovering, I have prepared two free resources for you. The first PDF is filled with insightful, though sometimes painful prompts because they require brutal honesty to reassess your relationship. The second PDF is about identifying intermittent reinforcement and mixed messages. These PDFs will prove incredibly helpful if you are frequently experiencing breadcrumbing or hoovering. Links to these resources can be found in the podcast notes. All right, enough of me. Let's turn the spotlight on Luciana to guide us through this final step toward emotional detachment. So today I'm going to talk about breadcrumbing and hoovering because a lot of people are getting very confused. <laughs> um, so today I'm just going to talk about breadcrumbing and give a few examples and then I'll go on to hoovering and give a few examples of that as well just so that people have a proper clear understanding and can maybe watch out for it in their own lives. Okay, yeah, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear. What do you have there? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start with breadcrumbing then. Uh, so breadcrumbing is when you're actually in the relationship with a narcissistic person. 
This can be any relationship at all, not just partners. This can be parents, friends, work colleagues, anybody. Um, and uh, yes, these are little, like Hansel and Gretel, the, the children's fairy tale story, where they, they go into the woods and they leave little breadcrumbs so that they can find their way home. Um, here, the, the narcissistic individual will just give little breadcrumbs just to keep you hooked into the relationship. So they're not obviously giving you bits of bread, <laughs> but they will maybe do something nice once in a while, just so that you, because of course, if you're having a miserable time with them and you're not ever having fun or enjoying anything, then they might sense that you're getting a bit, you know, fed up with things. So maybe they'll suddenly come home from work with a gift for you, or I don't know, something nice. They'll do something nice just to keep you hooked in. So often just at the point, when you're thinking to yourself, well, that's it, I've had enough of this, I'm gonna leave, then that's when they suddenly do something nice or they suddenly be, they are nice, you know, for that evening or something. But sometimes I feel like they have a sense, they can sense that you're losing interest. Um, so they have to pull something out of the bag um, and really put on a nice show. Um, and of course, when, you know, when they give you a nice gift or something, then you think, oh, wow, you know, they do love me and it's all fine and rosy. Um, and that keeps you hooked in again. But the truth really is it was just a breadcrumb to keep you hooked in, you know? Mm. So yeah, so basically breadcrumbing is just doing something nice once in a while to keep you in the relationship. So if you're being put down, criticized, used as a, a verbal punch bag on a daily basis, but then suddenly they're all nice and you know, maybe they'll make dinner They'll try to change something. They'll try to improve themselves. And maybe they'll lend you money. They'll appear to be really helpful. They'll be charming, hilarious, you know, the great fun. But watch out, because this just might be breadcrumbing. So, of course, a lot of people, they want to believe, oh, no, but, you know, they've just got me a gift because they really do love me. But, unfortunately, it's, it's usually breadcrumbing. Um, so it's not it's not genuine. Um, I think we have to remember here that narcissistic individuals they don't do anything nice for somebody else. They only think about their own happiness and they see other people as just objects to use to get their needs met. So with a lack of empathy, they don't understand. They don't care when you are feeling bad or low or sad or whatever. So um, like I said just now, they might notice that you've been a bit cooler with them um, and that you're maybe losing interest. And um, so that that's when they start throwing in some breadcrumbs just to keep you hooked in. Um, yes. Also, of course, they might, they can breadcrumb if they want something from you or they want a favor, then they might just butter you up. You know, maybe they'll, I don't know, again, they might give you something or something so they can ask you afterwards, oh, well, can you do this for me or can you help or whatever. Um, so it really is all about them getting their needs met. And if they have to butter you up from time to time to keep you hooked in, that's what they'll do. <laughs> it sounds really cynical, but it's best to be wary um, if they are being nice or if they're suddenly taking an interest in helping you or they're offering to look after the kids, for example, because it might well be just simply because they're wanting something much bigger from you. So, yeah. So that's breadcrumbing. 
So breadcrumbing is when you're in the relationship with a narcissistic individual already. This is what they're doing to keep you hooked into the relationship so that you can't get out. Mm. So yeah. whilst breadcrumbing is all about keeping you hooked into the relationship, hoovering, on the other hand, is about sucking you back into the relationship after you've split. <laughs> mm. Okay. So um, okay, yeah, makes sense. Thank you. Before before kind of uh, continuing to the hoovering, um, mm. I was thinking about what are your thoughts that why do people, while being in the relationship with a narcissistic person, be it intimate relationship or family or what, what, it doesn't matter what type, why do they tend to believe these crumbs? Because at some point, I feel like people do like start to notice that there is a pattern because it yeah. happens all, all the time. Like narcissistic people, after you kind of learn about narcissism, it's very hard to unsee like exactly. because the their behavior is very patterned like they it's it's very kind of uh predictable in a way mm. um yeah why why do you think people like believe uh, these crumbs and why 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 does it feed so much their kind of hope yeah i just think there's a lot of people you know who are just so desperate to find a nice loving I'm going to just stick with relationships, but like mm -hmm. you say, it could be anything. Um, that people are just so desperate to be loved and wanted and, and feel loved and everything. Um, that, uh, you know, if somebody, like I say, if somebody gives you a gift, then you think, oh, wow. So it's too hard for you to believe, oh, they're just breadcrumbing me. Because that would sort of, um, it would prove to yourself that they actually don't love you which mm. I'm guessing is the worst thing imaginable because that's what you're actually wanting and so desperate for. We all want to be loved, don't we? All of us, you know? So it's really, it's too hard for a lot of us to accept that they don't love us. Mm. So it's easier to pretend. This is not a conscious decision that we choose, right? That's it. I'm going to choose to believe this. No, we just do it automatically. You know, I've been there myself, honestly. Um, just choosing to believe that, oh, no, they've done it because they love me. And, you know, mm. um, it's just easier to, it's like living in a pretend world, really, isn't it? A pretend situation. Um, you know, maybe it looks good to the neighbours. Oh, yes, I'm in this very happy marriage or whatever. Um, you know, so the neighbours are all thinking, oh, yes, well, of course, they're a very happy couple and it's all great. But, you know, somewhere deep down inside you, you know, that it's not, it's not real, you know? So yeah, any little breadcrumb at all, you just think, oh, that's given me a bit of hope. And, you know, it's just trying to mess with your brain really that, oh no, maybe it is okay and it's all fine. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. And uh, then you mentioned like the, the way breadcrumbing can manifest in a relationship, it could be them buying you gifts or, you know, all of a sudden wanting to, you know, spend an, um, an evening with you and then they are very like available and even like validating, give you attention, ask you questions, actively listen to you. And it's like almost feels like you have some kind of emotional connection with them. Uh, but what what are your thoughts that why breadcrumbing isn't love in your opinion because 
like like you said some people might confuse this that oh but they were like very nice to me that evening and in a healthy relationship um like um you know behavior like that like that is like act of love yeah. in a way so can you explain or share your thoughts why breadcrumbing isn't love in your opinion yeah it just it's it's a learned behavior isn't it so somehow a narcissistic individual has learned that if they want to get their needs met nothing to do with your needs because you don't have any needs at all you don't exist it's to get their needs met so they've learned somewhere along the line that if they give you a gift then um then you know the other person will stay with them and their needs will be met it's again it's got nothing to do with you they're only thinking about themselves so even if they are giving you attention and being nice and validating you and um seeing how much they love you or whatever they're you can sort of sense it in yourself that it's there's just something lacking so when somebody says oh yeah i really do love you and they're maybe shouting no i do love you i really do love you but you know deep 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 down inside you know that there's just something missing you know because really you know i feel um if somebody loved you so much they wouldn't be shouting at you they wouldn't criticize you they wouldn't put you down they wouldn't blame you for everything all of these horrible behaviors i don't think that that is compatible with somebody loving you you know um so and also somebody who really does love you they don't need to go and buy you fancy gifts or i don't know um yes they just don't need to do any of these little things or big things they don't need to do that because you both know that there is love there so they don't they don't have to prove to anybody that they love you because it's already known <laughs> you know does that make sense yeah yeah and i feel like um like for example buying those gifts or like really organizing very nice day night that's like just kind of someone uh, in a healthy relationship, like showing extra how how much they appreciate you, but then the, the way they show their love maybe is more in, you know, daily actions exactly. uh, during during conflict, when they still like, they are able to, you know, regulate their emotions and not, you know, take it out on you, or it shows how, how, you know, they are ready to compromise or how they are wanting how they are working hard towards bettering themselves so that the relationship can be better so all those things if you think they are not material and they are stuff that happens like you have to make conscious decisions towards those things daily so yeah, exactly yeah. and that's like that's where i suppose really that's in many ways where you can see the love of the other person because it is in silly little things day in day out those little things where you can see that they're trying to you know i don't know not leave their pile of books in that place or something <laughs> silly they try to do it because and also they're trying to improve themselves if something bad happens then they look to themselves gosh it was that my fault did i cause it you know so they're introspective rather than automatically going, no, you did it on purpose, it's your fault, blah, blah, blaming you all the time. They, they're willing to look at themselves 
and realise, gosh, let's talk about this as grown-ups mm. <laughs> um, and come to some kind of a solution. There's no trying to win you or, you know, to win one over on you or to beat you or anything like that. Um, you know, it's just a natural, normal, healthy, calm <laughs> way of being. Yeah, mm. yeah, so, I agree. Um, and I think one other big difference is that programming, like, um, it's it's not consistent. Like, I'm, I mean, if someone loves you, they are consistent in showing that. And uh, it's not like for weeks they ignore and dismiss you and then for four days they are lovely like that's inconsistent and someone who loves you doesn't why would they forget about your existence for for weeks and then all of a sudden be nice like breadcrumbing like it's it's not consistent at all so um yeah it's like as well oh sorry no, 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 I, I, I finished. So yeah, Sorry. please say. <laughs> um, I was just going to say it's, you know, when if you're needing some help with something and your partner never helps you, so maybe you do something, I can't think of an example. Maybe you have difficulty doing something every day. Maybe say you have a broken leg or something, you have difficulty walking down the stairs and your partner doesn't help you at all because they're always in a rush to go off to work or they're always too busy or they've got something more important. So you, you know, day in, day out, you just hobble down the stairs all by yourself without any help. Um, and that's kind of, and then, you know, one day they actually decide to help you, but you know that their heart's not in it. They're just helping you that one day. I don't know, there's something just not genuine in their help. They're just doing it so that they look good almost, rather than actually caring about you and trying to help you. Um, yeah and again you can think to yourself oh no they're really they do they're really caring about me gosh you, you know they've even helped me down the stairs today but there's just a difference isn't there there's a, there's a lack of it's that emotional connection that's the bit that's missing you know so it's one thing is doing the actions that's one thing but the other way is doing the emotions but with good intention behind it and and with love and it's just your whole being is there to help. Mm. You can sense it, can't you? On a deep level, you can sense it, you know, if it's just empty words or if it's really being genuine. Yeah, yeah. And then what do you think you mentioned that, um, you know, they might start to breadcrumb you when they do notice that you get more distant, you start to kind of lose interest, and that's when they might actually then start breadcrumbing you. Do you think that, or what do you think about this? That is, could one reason be, uh, well, yeah, you mentioned that they do this so that they can keep you hooked in. But if we think about narcissistic personality disorder, often, not always, but often there is like that they have also like trauma and the way they're personally, like it's a personality disorder. And most of most personality disorders, they have like, like there is some kind of childhood trauma or, uh, and the trauma being very broad term, like doesn't always have to in include like severe physical, sexual abuse or something like that. But anyways, like, could uh, what do you think that when you get like a little bit distant, that maybe it triggers something in them? Let's say they're 
own core fears or core wounds or some kind of uh, like issues, for example, fears of abandonment or uh, or it just, you know, because they, of course they sense the dynamic in the relationship, oh, I'm losing control. And that's something that triggers something in them, which then causes the breadcrumbing behavior in them so that they can again regain the control and that, okay, I don't want that this, like this person, they can't, you know, slip away because I, I, I need, I need them in order to survive in a way. Like they yeah. use other people to regulate their own emotions and feel good about themselves. Like you mentioned, like objects. So what do you think? Could this be one uh, reason why all of a sudden, like their, their breadcrumbing behavior sometimes is a reaction to your behavior when you, you distance yourself or just start to lose interest. Yes, definitely. And, and that's one of the, um, the only tools that they have really, because they don't understand again, that if you just look into yourself, that you can improve yourself or you can try to just, it's all about emotional connection, isn't it? If you have no emotional connection with the other person, um, if you, you can't fake it. <laughs> you can fake it a little bit by saying the normal things, but most people I think would recognize that there's just empty words. So they've, you know, they've learned to say, oh, well, when we have an argument, I can say this, this, and this, and that will help. Whereas most, well, no, I shouldn't say that. People who are not narcissistic, they, it's naturally from your heart when you speak. Um, so you're saying things to try and speak like adults. Hopefully you both stay in adult mode um, and just try and get the whole thing sorted out. There's no blame of the other person. It's just a normal, healthy argument, which is good. You know, um, whereas narcissistic people, they just have, they only have a few sort of um, techniques, how to handle conflict or whatever. Um, so it's, of course it's blame and all of these things. So they don't, they don't really have many techniques to to apologize, <laughs> you know, admit that they were wrong, perhaps admit they did something by mistake. I don't know, just normal, like, you know, ad admit that you made a mistake. It doesn't matter. Just admit it. It's okay. Um, apologize. That's okay. We all make mistakes again. Um, these kind of things, if they would just do that. Um, but of course, narcissistic people can't do that. So the only technique that they, they have that they can use is okay, gosh, you know, this person's um, obviously maybe thinking about leaving me. So the only thing they can think of really is to, you know, um, breadcrumb just to hook them back in. Mm, yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. It's like a short um, supply of techniques really to use. <laughs> but again, that's it's sort of compensating for their lack of empathy. It must be really difficult if you don't have any empathy and you can't understand how the other person feels, then that's really impossible to kind of um, wangle your way around them too, isn't it? Because you can't, you just can't put yourself in their shoes. Mm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, makes makes sense a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I think those were my questions about kind of... Uh, about breadcrumbing that came to my mind when you were explaining about it. Is there something else you want to talk about breadcrumbing or you mentioned the hoovering 
Do you want to move yeah, on to that? Yeah, I want or... to move in, yeah. 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 So the main thing, which I'm going to repeat over and over again, um, is that breadcrumbing is when you're in a relationship and they're trying to keep you in the relationship. Whereas once you've separated or you've, you know, split up or whatever, then that's when hoovering is employed. So hoovering is all about sucking you back into the relationship after there's been some kind of a break. So, um, yeah. Um, so hoovering is suddenly being nice to you. Um, it's usually to hoover you back in and it's, it's not to be nice to you because that involves empathy. So if somebody's nice to you, they're trying to make you feel happier or whatever because they understand how you must feel. <laughs> so it's crazy, isn't it? As I'm saying this, honestly, oh. <laughs> I think it's really difficult to um, understand how it must be not to have empathy because, you know, we do have empathy. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Okay, so when you split up from a narcissist, to them, there is then the threat of not being able to use you anymore to get their needs met. So they often like to keep ex-partners or ex-friends, colleagues, whatever, all dangling on threads. So they are all ready for whenever they might need something. So I talk about this often in counselling. It's often like with with an ex-partner. They like to have all their ex-partners. It's like they have them on some imaginary shelf and they have a thread to each one. So they have all their exes all around them with threads. So if they need, you know, the car fixed, I can pull that thread and that ex will come and help my car. If I need um, some help with something in my house, I can have that thread and pull them because they'll help me. If I need some emotional help, if I need to cry to somebody, I can pull their thread. So they have all these exes all around them ready and waiting because when they need one, they know exactly which one will help in which scenario, you know. So um, that's why they're so desperate, you know, when you do finally split, they're so desperate to keep you on a thread because otherwise that's a huge loss to them that they can't use you anymore. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, someone to fix the car, like I said, help with the kids, that's another one. Or be the driver, that's a good one too. So <laughs> they can all have alcohol, but the driver, that's great. I need the driver because then they can not drink alcohol for the whole night and we can all have great fun and then they'll drive us home. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So these are just some examples. Now, after you've split up, just have a few examples here of a kind of scenario that would that's quite common. These are the sort of examples that I hear often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So again, after you've moved out, perhaps they find something of yours. Maybe you've left an ornament or a book or something. Um, and of course, that's the perfect way. Ah, so they have to phone you or, or get in touch with you. Um, and they can say, oh, I found this of yours. You can come and collect it whenever you want. So which, of course, on the surface, it sounds really nice and friendly and they're caring. And of course, they're thinking about you and they're being nice. But actually, it's probably a hook to get you back on a thread, to get back onto the shelf <laughs> so they can use you whenever they want. And often, of course, when they do, you know, for example, if they phone you and say, oh, I've got your book, then, of course, you feel confused um, and you, you don't quite understand what's why they're being suddenly so nice. And, you know, maybe 
maybe there's a bit more hope again. It just really confuses you. Mm -hmm. um, so once you, if you do go back to collect the item, um, then the narcissistic individual will often ask for a favor or they'll ask for help or they'll mention something that's coming up that they need you to be a part of. Um, just anything, just to maintain the thread of connection with you so that they can continue to use you for their needs. So mm -hmm. they're basically faking being nice and faking being considerate and this is your book and you might need it. Mm, yeah, That's and all. sometimes I feel like, yeah, they do that and uh, they don't immediately ask for the favor or whatever that yes. they need that first they kind of test the waters they first are yes. considerate uh, being considered about your belongings by saying hey you can come get this and then when you do come there and you're like a little bit like already on guard because you are seeing them um after after splitting up or cutting contact with them and they might still like kind of be, be nice and validating and sometimes even like hey like now that we have been separated i've been i've i've done a lot of thinking like i've been uh you know behaving in 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 such a horrible way i'm i'm so sorry and then that confuses you even more because now they are kind of showing signs that are not genuine but are sh are showing signs of you know they're like signs of taking responsibility or and something like that but then if you did go back sometimes what i've heard that then if you do give them another chance you know i think we all have you know heard this it's it's good for one week but then yeah. it's back to the old ways and of course. you know it's yeah. then anybody who kind of does that again like that they first say that they take accountability of something they are sorry and then they do it again like that's just not real yeah. accountability or exactly. like they are not taking it seriously and yeah, yeah. so yes i come on to that in a minute actually about the the future faking isn't it i'm gonna change um, i'm gonna be nice and all of this okay yeah um you know but yeah once you i think yeah like you say once you go around and it's not the case at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and yes they can maybe do it for a couple of days or week maximum but then it just goes back to normal because they can't they can't be this other person for long mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah so you know this situation too right <laughs> you're saying all this because like, you've been there you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> doesn't last long <laughs> yeah okay so next example then is when they text you um just out of the blue so maybe you've left them a few months maybe ago i don't know um and suddenly you get a text <gasps> and your heart stops when you see it's them texting you um and they're texting of course because they care so much about you um so maybe they'll say oh how are you doing or i miss you or something and you think oh gosh you know but actually again they're thinking about what you can do for them they like to have you dangling on a thread so they can use you whenever they need you so again it makes you feel confused you don't understand gosh why are they suddenly being nice to me and a lot of people say gosh this is them being back to how they were when i first met them a lot of people still believe that that's their original that's their true self is this nice wonderful lovely person um so of course it's easier then to think oh gosh they've gone back to their original self and this is the person i fell in love with so great um and maybe this can happen i don't know many 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 times 
before you finally realize gosh no that the you know the original person is the made up version of them the horrible side of them is the real them <laughs> you know it's really depressing when you realize that you're like oh gosh this is the real them it's the nice part of them which is the made up bit yeah but it's hard to it it's hard to admit to yourself because it's so horrible and it's so disappointing and it's just horrific isn't it it's also disappointing and horrific because you realize that you've been wrong so all this time you've been kidding yourself that the the lovely wonderful person you've been pretending that that was the real them but sort of maybe deep down you did know as well maybe mm. maybe maybe i don't know so it's kind of a double whammy yeah. <laughs> you know um yeah um so yeah so just like the beginning they were acting like a perfect version of your perfect soulmate to try to catch you and hook you and they just tried to act like that again to get you back again to hoover you back um yes so again it's just it's faking being nice and faking being this made up person but it's not real so okay the next example then is if this is a very common thing as well they often have some life-threatening illness that they might well die if you mm -hmm. don't go and check in on them or tell them what to do or go around to their house and you know look after them etc they're totally in victim mode um which of course you know if you if you're um communicating with a victim it's natural for most people i hope that we go oh gosh i'll help you you know that's a natural thing as a kind loving caring human being we want to go and help people who are in need um but of course with with a narcissistic individual it's all to manipulate um yeah so it's just a horrible situation to be in again i've been in this situation myself more than once <laughs> and it's just awful uh like because you're worrying if you don't on one there's one part of you that knows that it's to manipulate you to get you back but then the other half of you is like oh but they might die and then i'm going to feel guilty for the rest of my life if they do die or they get really ill or whatever um so and it's sort of again as often as the case with a narcissistic individual you're in a no-win situation you know you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't you know so um yeah just all this worrying, worrying and guilt, guilt, guilt. Um, and of course, if you do go around to visit them, then you actually realize that there's, they're fine or they're not quite a death's door. Maybe they have a little bit of a cough or something, but they're actually absolutely fine. You know, it's all just been a, 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 a tactic to get you round, you know, to try and hoover you back. So, mm-hmm. Okay, so I've got um, one more thing. This is after you've gone no contact with them or you haven't been in contact with them. I've just got some examples now of getting in touch to hoover you back. This is often, like I've just said, often in victim mode to try and get you back. Again, these are all very common things that I hear about all the time. <laughs> uh, so often there's maybe news about a mutual friend whether you know the, the mutual friend has got married or had children or lost their house or had a big fire, I don't know, something has happened to this mutual friend. So that's the perfect excuse 
to get in touch with you and then that's you hooked back in. <laughs> so they make the most of any opportunity that arises. They make the most of it. Uh, yeah. Um, and future faking. Again, this is where the, oh, I'll change. I'll promise I'm not going to do that ever again. I'm a changed person. I know what you mean. You were right all along. I shouldn't have done this and this and this. Um, I'm not going to do that ever again. That's all just, it's all just empty words, you know. Um, yes, and some kind of emergency, that often happens too. Um, then, oh, I need a lift. Can you give me a lift? It's really important that I have to be in such and such a place at four o'clock today and we've only got an hour, but you have to take me now. And so it, it puts you immediately into that oh, panic. Oh, gosh, they need it now. So there's not enough time to think or answer properly. So before you know it, you're in the car giving them a lift. <laughs> Um, yeah, and there's always something urgently required, like they need money or a, or your phone or a document or something. It's just that urgency, urgency, I need it now. No time to think now. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and the last thing here is they've, maybe they'll get in touch because something, there's been a sadness in the family, maybe a death or somebody's been ill or something's happened to Uncle Jim. Uh, just anything to get in touch with. It's just an excuse again to get in touch with you, to suck you back in, you know, and then before you know it, you're back into it all over again and thinking, how did I get myself into this again? <laughs> mm. You know, so, um, yeah. So I think that they are all my, yes, these, that's, that's my examples for today yeah. of breadcrumbing and hoovering. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And so uh, now thinking about our kind of um, topic of this series. Why do you think being aware of breadcrumbing and hoovering helps us to emotionally detach from the narcissist? If you can kind of summarize your mm -hmm. thoughts about this. It's, it's just about seeing the seeing the truth, seeing the reality. Because all this time, most of us have pretended to ourselves, not in a conscious level, but we've pretended to ourselves that this is somebody fantastic that's all great and lovely and yes they have sometimes some you know outbursts of anger or they're not compliant or whatever they're not being very nice but um yes the the sad truth is that when they are nice it's for a reason to get their needs met it's so unbelievable to a normal, loving, caring, lovely human being. It's so unimaginable to be that devious and, um, yeah, the lack of empathy. Um, it's just un unimaginable. So we sort of let them off with, with everything, really, because yeah. we cannot believe that somebody would be so, so horrible and so selfish. Yeah. Know? But like you said earlier on, once you see it, you can't unsee it. You can pretend. You can continue uh, pretending to yourself that you can't see it, but really, deep, deep, deep down, you do know. You know. So yeah. So I yeah. So with breadcrumbing and hoovering, once you can see, gosh, they're just being nice to get me back in or to keep me in the relationship, breadcrumbing, or to get me back into the relationship, hoovering you up. Once you realize that's just a technique to get me back or to keep me there, then you won't be hopefully emotionally um, attached. You won't get hooked. It's all about the getting hooked in. 
you know because mm. once you have an emotion attached to that then that's you you've lost and they've yeah. won again yeah so it's it's again being able to stand back and see it from a slight distance just to see they're actually playing a game your heart might be melting on the floor but they're playing a game you know so but of course it sounds so cruel and hard when you say that it sounds so cold that that's the truth unfortunately yeah agreed agreed okay thank you um yeah today i think um this was this was a great topic and definitely i also agree that it helps in in the emotional detachment um from the narcissist so i want to thank everyone for listening and thank you lucian so much again for for providing us this information and coming here today it's uh, truly appreciated thank you Oh, thank you. Yes, it's a delight to talk to you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and share the episode with your friends and family. Have a wonderful rest of your day and see you in the next episode. <laughs>